0: You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics.
1: Yeah, what we wanted to do is just to make sure that uh, you know we we created a schedule that was fair, uh, that was equitable, that was methodical, and as you alluded to, provided us with the opportunity to have so much flexibility. So if something happened where a team was not able to to play during a week, that we could either move those games later to the season. And we just, I think flexibility is so critically important, as you can see on the screen with the schedule up there now. And welcome back here to the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Robin Watchett, and Nate Klaus as we talked schedule. And I don't know necessarily if it was fair and equitable across the board. I mean, you know, one thing I noticed, Robin and Nate, about this schedule they didn't really go big on week one. You know, some leagues want to swing hard on week one. And the way they've set it up, when you look at really the first two weeks of the conference schedule, I don't think there's going to be a ranked-on-ranked ranked game, um, you know, in, in week one or week two. When, when you look at all the matchups on the grid, uh, and I think – I don't know if that was by design, but it works up that you can kind of build your good teams up a little bit over the first couple of games – before you get into the meat, and I think the meat really begins on week three. Nebraska goes Wisconsin, Iowa, Minnesota, Ohio State, three, four, five, six, and most of the teams in the league kind of have a stretch like that. But I felt like week one, week two, the teams that should be two and zero will probably be two and zero.
2: Yeah, and I'm sure there was some design to that. I think probably the most quote unquote marquee matchup uh, that you're going to get is in week two. With Michigan going to Minnesota, uh, I mean, that's probably, you know, (laughs) one of the few. Ranked on ranked. Yeah, that at least has that opportunity to be there. We'll we'll see what happens. But, yeah, I think that that, you know, there seems to be some design to this schedule. I mean, especially looking at how different Ohio State's schedule is. Compared to everybody else. I mean, else. their draws is unbelievable. Yes. And, you know, you could make the same case for Wisconsin, too. So, you know, I know there's some conspiracy theorists out there that, you know, maybe they're trying to pave the road for uh, two of their bigger brands from each division to meet in the conference championship. We'll see. But the reality is, like I said you know, in the last segment, that Nebraska has been screwed over a lot worse than they did with this schedule. And, again, being able to start... You know, well, I guess we'll see what happens with Rutgers. But then Rutgers, Illinois, I mean, that is about as ideal of a first two weeks as you can get if you can ask for if you're in Nebraska.
1: And then Wisconsin and Lincoln.
2: Yes, and then getting Nebraska- Wisconsin at home again.
0: Yeah, I think that you know, my biggest question is how exactly do they go about making the schedules um, <clears throat> because I, I think you could make an argument that you know, drawing Rutgers is is uh, you know maybe not ideal uh, because you're talking about a brand new coaching staff. You've been you've been you know theoretically kind of preparing for. For Purdue, for an awful long time. Now you draw a brand new coaching staff. You don't know what they're going to run, and you kind of you're going on the road into into kind of the the Lions Den as far as all the the controversy and everything surrounding um, the the coronavirus and within the conference. So, I mean, that's maybe not ideal, but at the same time, they're they're Rutgers. So, you know, I think that you could you, there's definitely worse teams that you could have drawn. My question is like. Who is everybody playing a different home opener or or season opener? Because if if they're not, then I think that is definitely an advantage for some of these teams that may have been preparing for a certain team now for since the off season.
1: Well, wasn't Indiana and Wisconsin? Or Ohio, what some of those teams were going to play to start the year on Thursday, Friday. I want to say Minnesota was one of them, and they're not now. Uh, but yeah you're right I mean I I don't know why you just don't make Purdue the opener other than the fact that I don't think there are any divisional games on week one I think they stayed away from that they wanted crossovers on week one um, which makes sense Um, and Nebraska got a really good deal out of it I mean they get Rutgers I mean I I think they would have liked Michigan State even more um, just because of the concerns but uh, I've heard conflicting reports guys out of Rutgers kind of what's going on there and I wouldn't be surprised if they start fall camp here sooner rather than later i know nj.com reported um, uh, some cases but the school has not even confirmed that yet so it'll be interesting to watch the situation at rutgers because the flexibility of the schedule might be put into play right away and and if you're nebraska that would be my one concern about my week one opponent is can they be ready to play and if not that means nebraska won't play week one and that's a significant disadvantage
2: well you also think about rutgers too they their bye weeks neither of their bye weeks match up with nebraska so it gets moved to week 13 and so or week you're, 14 you're playing them at november 28th at the earliest uh and so does that game even get played in the heart
1: of flu and
2: exactly so you look at the week one matchups there's like we said there's nothing sexy on there and i think that was by design because it gives you the flexibility with the regular student population returning to campus and and all this stuff, this transition that, um, you know, each one of these programs and their players are going to be dealing with over the next month. If there are setbacks, you give yourself a game that no one's going to get too up in arms about if you cancel it or postpone it or do whatever. You know, you're not going to play Ohio State-Michigan week one. I mean, you're going to try to save your marquee games for a little bit more, uh, you know, like Penn, settled, settled down part of the schedule. Penn
1: State Ohio State guys is all the way at Week Ten, so I mean they're building that up to be a, you know, in their eyes maybe an eight and over, say no.
2: That could be your college yeah. football playoff game right there.
0: Right? Basically, <laughs> yeah, you're kind of your play-in game if there is a playoff. Yeah, um, you know, for, for for the Rutgers deal though, I mean, I guess from our perspective, there's there's some built-in storylines there, uh, with uh, with Noah Vedro being there. You know, what kind of advantage may that be? Uh, for him, for that staff to have, you know, a brand new coaching staff to have somebody who's uh, extremely familiar with uh, with with Scott Frost and his offense and and even the defense too, for that matter. So, I mean, that's that's kind of an interesting draw there, um, you know, in, in a built-in storyline that that will be. I'm sure we'll be talking about that leading up to the game,
1: guys. Iowa Week Four too for Nebraska going on the road. It it won't be your normal trip to Kinnick. Um, it's also going to be much, much, much earlier than we've ever seen Kinnick Stadium and fact, I've never been to that town, Robin, on on a night before a game where it's been open because it's Thanksgiving night when we usually get there. So it will be a different feel in Iowa City. Uh, new quarterback, um, a lot of questions in the off season. I like that draw early for Nebraska to, to get a play Iowa um, relatively early on, knowing the quarterback questions are going to have knowing the off season that they've battled with some controversy and other things out there. So that's one that I, I like seeing that game where it's at.
2: Well, and they're also getting Iowa of the week after Iowa plays Minnesota on the road. So that's a big game for them. I mean, that's going to have huge West Division implications that in Nebraska – I mean, that's probably as good of a spot as they've got in Iowa in a while. and yeah, there's there's a big difference of Iowa City in September and Iowa City in late November. Uh, as we've experienced anybody that's been to a game in Iowa City, uh, it gets cold there and it gets ugly. So um, you know maybe that'll help Nebraska's you know favor a little bit, but, uh, yeah, I mean, just the way that that kind of shakes out that, yeah, that that four game stretch between week three and week six is difficult but you get wisconsin at home you get Iowa, at a relatively favorable spot and then you get minnesota at home then of course you cap it off at ohio state there's never a good time or a good place to play ohio state but uh to get that at the end as opposed to the beginning or sandwiched in the middle that's then a a bye week that's favorable then a bye week i mean all things considered you can say what you want about the difficulty of that stretch Like I said, most every team has a stretch like that. And for Nebraska to, one, get it early, two, get two of those games at home, and then get Iowa at a reasonably favorable spot, and then ending it with Ohio State... I mean, like I said, that's that's a pretty good draw, things considered.
0: Yeah, well, especially considering the draw that Nebraska usually gets exactly. or has traditionally gotten within the league. I, I think I look at the schedule and I see kind of a kind of the reverse of of what it was going to be. How it was going to be a super easy open for, or not super easy, but a favorable open for the what the first six or seven weeks, and then just kind of murderer's row there to to close things out. Now you're kind of flip flopping. You that. break it apart a little and bit yeah you're breaking it apart a little bit I I think as a whole if you're you know if you're going to try to pick what schedule is more beneficial um, I think there's several different ways you could make a case for the new schedule being a little bit more beneficial and
1: I like this too in the west Nebraska Wisconsin Iowa and Minnesota all play six weeks in a row and they all share week seven bye so there's a makeup ability there in week seven but there's really no advantage. Like, Iowa's not going to have a bye before Nebraska, or Wisconsin doesn't have a bye yeah. before. Everybody's on an even keel for those key divisional games where, you know, in the SEC, they schedule that November bye week game before your rivalry, and everybody gets, like, a week extra rest. Um, so they, they put a lot of thought into this. I mean, there's no doubt. Um, and, you know, the TV networks now are going to get their hands on it. And, um, you know, I, I, I'll be curious, the ratings they pull – by coming out of the gates week one and playing, oh. they're going to get NFL-level yeah. ratings. Think about this, guys. Ohio State opens up Thursday night. Yes. I wow. mean, that's going to draw. I, I, I don't know this, but you would think ESPN or the big the big Fox are going to put that on. And that's going to get 10 million, 8 million viewers. Well,
2: I know Fox Sports already picked up Ohio State, Michigan. So, I mean, like this is going to be uh, probably ratings that we've – Hardly seen in college football especially for you know Ohio State is Ohio State but you know they're playing Illinois but that's still going to generate probably record week one ratings so the fact that it is Thursday and it's going to be maybe one of the first big college football games out there so the Big Ten really put itself uh, especially compared to what other leagues are doing in a situation where they are going to capitalize in a major way And Wisconsin's Friday story. night exactly yeah. so the Big Ten is going to own the weekend yeah, they're going to own the entire weekend, and that's another
0: part of you know how they've handled this uh, that you have to like. Not only are you starting the season earlier and, and creating more of more buffer, more room to to get creative if you do have to to change things around, but you, you certainly are going to capitalize on everybody's. Uh, hunger for football or, or sports in general. I, I think that everyone's going to be wanting to watch football. Whether they follow the Big Ten or not, they're going to be paying attention to the Ohio State game and, and the, the Wisconsin game. I mean, these are, these are teams that are going to draw interest in – uh, especially Thursday, Friday, and then heading into the weekend. I mean, I, I can't even imagine what the, the ratings are going to be on those on those games.
1: All right, when we come back, I'm going to bring in Tom Deanhart from Golden Black, formerly of BTN.com and the Sporting News and also Rivals uh, National. Tom Deanhart will join us. Um, he broke the news weeks back going to 10 games, and uh, we've collaborated a lot with Tom over the last several weeks here, and, and we'll get his thoughts on the Big Ten schedule next. You're listening here to the Oscar Line Show.